experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Massa. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle watches MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Today, there is an auction for equipment, government fleet vehicles, including SUVs, pickups, sedans, a Hummer H3, and over 60 transit buses waiting to be transformed into a roomy RV. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. You can do it from home if you want to. No problem. Get uh, notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Okay. Um, there are a lot of things about Patrick Mahomes that are impressive. Three Super Bowls in five years. Uh, six consecutive AFC championship games. Is there one stat that you can think of or accomplishment that is above the rest? I don't know. I mean, to me, anything, anytime he takes the field, the fact that he does something that we've not seen before is remarkable. But I'm a not stat, sure. but a stat, a stat, touchdown to interception ratio, anything. Because I just saw a stat that to me is breathtaking, especially when you compare him to the greats of all time. Wow, me. Since 2001, there have been 125 drives in the NFL postseason where there was at least. In the fourth quarter, there was under a minute to play in the game. 125 drives in the NFL postseason mm-hmm. where it was at least the fourth quarter and there was under a minute to play. And the team on offense trailed by seven points or fewer at the start. So a minute to go in the game in the postseason. These are your standard clutch moments for a football team. Mm-hmm. Do or die drives. Out of those 125 drives, only 40% of them saw the team on offense, pull off the magic trick and get the points that they needed. Here's some quarterbacks who were pretty good at it. Tom Brady went five for 11 in those moments. Pretty good, 46%, right? Not bad. Drew Brees, three for six, 50%, pretty good, right? Yep. Patrick Mahomes, seven for seven. Seven for seven. Every single time in the postseason, with under a minute to play, when they needed points to tie or to win, he was perfect. Well, he did it in 13 seconds against the Bills. Right. So, And yeah. that was one of them. Yeah. But let's look at this particular Super Bowl that we just watched. Sure. Got them the game-tying field goal. Mm-hmm. By the way, winning in overtime, that's not part of these stats. Right. We're not including that. Right. Because there wasn't under a minute to play. He just happened to engineer a game-winning drive. Right. It's only the field goal that they got with under a minute to play. So when you say, who would you want as your quarterback with under two minutes to play? Pretty clear. Um, The statistics say it's Patrick Mahomes, and there isn't a close second. John Elway was great in the fourth quarter. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, great in the fourth quarter. No one was perfect. No one was perfect except for one guy. And that, to me, is absolutely stunning. Yeah, pretty amazing. That he has never failed in a clutch moment in the postseason. That's why the narrative about Patrick Mahomes is the same narrative that we used to say about Tom Brady. Yet he was only 46%. Never bet against Tom Brady. 
the odds tell you you shouldn't even consider betting against Patrick Mahomes because he's never lost in those situations. Not once. He has converted every single time. What is he, 14 and 3 in the postseason now? 15 and 15 3. 15 and 3. That in and of itself, without any of the dressing, 15 and 3. I mean, when you look at Tom Brady with his seven rings, that is beyond impressive. Tom Brady has won seven championships. Patrick Mahomes has played six seasons. Mm-hmm. He has played less football than the number of years that Tom Brady has gotten Super Bowls. Right. Now, let's not go down this road in the technicality of it all where Patrick Mahomes has been in the league for seven years. He made one start in Denver during his rookie season. And beat him, by the way. You 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 want to count that? Fine. But we both know no. we're, we're not just splitting hairs. It's a ridiculous He's argument. a starting quarterback for six years. He's been to the AFC Championship six times. He's 15-3 and three in postseason games. He's 7-7 seven and seven in game in in game-winning drives with under a minute left to play. I, the superlatives just keep coming. To me, the, the greatest stat in team sports is Wayne Gretzky has more assists mm-hmm. than the guy who is second in points in, in, a, in NHL history. Right. Meaning, if Wayne Gretzky never scored a goal in his whole career, his assists would make him the all-time points leader. Still would be. In NHL history. That is beyond breathtaking, right? Yes. To me, this Patrick Mahomes stat is right up there. Huh. Because it happened, it happened in the postseason. Well, I'm going to say this. If, you, if, if he replicates in his next six years what he's done in his first six years. Well, yeah, there, we'll have six Super Bowl titles. Yeah, but we won't be talking about Tom Brady. I don't think we should be talking about Tom Brady. Now, Tom anymore. Brady has seven championships. I think you got to talk about him. No, no, you you talk about him. Yeah, and and, and I agree. Mm-hmm. And he was instrumental in those seven Super Bowls. In his first two, it it was the, that was a defensive minded team. I'm not going to take anything away from Tom Brady. When it comes to the top quarterbacks of all time, many would argue number one. I would have a tough time arguing with that. But again. To me, if I had one game to win, who do I want as my quarterback? I am picking Patrick Mahomes. With two minutes to go, I am p- picking Patrick Mahomes. So let's just let it, forget about Super Bowl rings. Pretend there's no such thing as a championship. I'll ask you. You have two minutes to go in a game. Mahomes. Then there's your answer. Yeah. Then that's the greatest and quarterback by the, of all and time. And by the way. Period. That probably would have been my answer before last weekend. Mine too. I mean, seriously. Right. But seriously. seven for seven. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have guessed that, but um, pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, there's, I mean, he's 28 years old. I mean, you're, you're 28 years old. You're on a, you are the unquestioned leader on a relatively young football team. Mm-hmm. You've got, and a team that has drafted extremely well over the last few years. I, and I know that the Chiefs were 
floundering at eight and five at one point this season. But who's the favorite next year? Oh, that would be the Chiefs in the AFC West. And you can make the case that young receiving core is only going to get better. Specifically, I'm talking about Rasheed Rice. Or that they'll draft intelligently and supplement a room that was probably their weakness this year. <laughs> you, you, you know, it's... The big thing for them is Chris Jones. Be, they're probably not going to be able to keep Chris Jones. You know what? When you look at Chris Jones, his career is the opposite of most veterans. They've been paid a lot of money, mm-hmm. and they're trying to win a championship. For Chris Jones, he's won three titles. Yeah. Now, now it's a money grab. Yeah. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. Coming up after the break, uh, I saw this on Twitter yesterday. Broncos fan laid out the Broncos next season and potentially moving forward. Bruce, you and I have talked about a lot of these topics individually, but we have never thrown them into one pot at one time. And when you look at what is in the pot, honestly, you are thinking, wow, this really looks daunting. What did this person say? That's next. With Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman today, there's an auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles, including SUVs, pickups, sedans, and a Hummer H3, and more than that. You can bid online from the comfort of your own home. You can put in a price and wait to see if you got it. You don't have to stay online. You don't have to go in. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, if you're looking for the best Cajun food in town, you need to go to Nola Jane in Lodo. Every time I go there, yeah, I'm pretty predictable. I got to get my sausage gumbo with dirty rice. Then I pick from one of their six po' boys. The debris to me is it's a classic and it's amazing. They have other things like crawfish etouffee. The hurricane there is better than it is down in New Orleans because it's not loaded up with sugar. It's really good, outstanding menu. Go there before or after an Avs or a Nuggets game or a concert. It's just steps from Ball Arena. Go to Nola Jane in Lodo. Time now for the buzz. 
The Buzz is presented by Castle Rock Men's Health and Castle Rock and Aurora. See why Eric only trusts his health with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health. There's certainly a lot of challenges with the Broncos right now, but when I read this on Twitter, it's as if this perfect this person perfectly packaged all of the problems that potentially lie ahead. Broncos have the fourth worst cap space in the NFL. One pick in the top 75. First pick isn't high enough for a premier quarterback. Largest dead cap in history on the horizon when Russell Wilson gets released. No answer at quarterback for eight years in a row. A dynasty just started in their own division. And then the person said, what gives you hope for the future? I think it's a fair question. It is. I think it is a fair question. Because what's the pushback? Well. Anything can happen in the NFL. Sure. We've got really good ownership. Yeah. We've got, they don't have a quarterback. The Broncos' ownership cannot buy themselves out of a salary cap problem. All they can do is give huge signing bonuses Mm -hmm. to lower that cap, but I don't even think the Penners would do that. And great ownership, good ownership, whatever it turns out to be, I think probably will help the Broncos more in the long run than it will immediately. Um, The consistency of how you do things, how you how you handle and treat players. That's the type of thing that will get around, and maybe that will help the Broncos down the road. But, um, yeah, right now, it's just a, it's a, it's kind of a, it's not a Midland mess, but, I mean, it's hard to see the forest through the trees as it relates to the Broncos. Eight and nine is eight and nine. Hell, Sean Payton said that himself. It was an improvement. Yeah, three games better than a year ago. Okay, fine but you're still eight and nine. And now you are eight and nine coming back without a quarterback, or at least the quarterback that was largely responsible for getting you to eight and nine. So you got yourself some challenges. There's no question about it. You and I have both talked about it independently, um, that it's very difficult for us to see a way that they improve next year. I don't see, even without the benefit of my schedule, I know who they play. I know who they play six times. I know they play the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Chiefs six times. I will bet that the Broncos do not win eight games next year. I'll bet you. I'll say this about ownership. They brought in Sean Payton, and we'll see if that works out. They did agree to Randy Gregory being signed. Mm Mm-hmm. They did agree to Russell Wilson getting a new deal, although I think that was kind of baked in the cake before he got here. Yes. And I don't know the Penners really at all, but I will tell you this. for This is just the feeling that I get. Pat Boland treated the Broncos like it was his family, Mm -hmm. and there can be a danger in doing that. Just look at Dick Monfort. And we will get into that in a second. But with that, I really believe Greg and Carrie Penner look at this team as its family. I agree. What do I mean by that? We can start with when they replace the grass for one game for what, $100,000? Four. $400,000. Yeah. But the thing that really sticks out to me was garbage bag day. 
garbage bag days after the season is over and the players get garbage bags to put their stuff in. Literally garbage bags. And they walk out the door. Like and they a, are hefties. Yes. They were hefty. So, I mean, they were pretty good garbage bags, but they were garbage bags nonetheless. And each player walks out of there looking like a hobo. With, <laughs> they do. With the bag over their shoulder yeah. and all their stuff in it. Yeah. Carrie Penner, <coughs> my understanding is, did not like that. She didn't like the look. She thought it was unprofessional. And I'm guessing she also looked at it as degrading. She went out, talked to some players, is my understanding, people in the organization. And each player was given a really nice nylon bag so they could put all their stuff in there. To me, it's the little things that count. Now, How good are the Penners at making football decisions? Well, let's look at what happened with the way the Russell Wilson situation was handled with the NFLPA getting involved. That was bungled and botched. Poorly handled from the start. And the Penners need to take responsibility for that because they were part of it. They are the owners, and they need to be seeing everything. So what do I mean by an owner in terms of caring for players? I think that Dick Monfort cares for his players. Oh, my gosh, yes. As much as, Mm -hmm. if not more, than Pat Boland did. I'm being dead serious when Mm -hmm. I say this. Okay. And the Penners do. Although Pat Boland did do something that I'm not sure many owners would do. And you may or may not know this story. Are you familiar with the story about Carl Mecklenburg and his contract when he was promised a pretty nice bonus at the time. Yes. Okay. For those that didn't hear this, and maybe, Alex, you did not. There was a season, Carl Mecklenburg played all seven positions on in the front seven. And he was scheduled to play a position in the front seven in which he was probably going to get more sacks than he would have as, as opposed to playing defensive tackle. There was an injury, from what I was told, in training camp. And Carl, they said, Carl, we need you to move to this position, which he's clearly not going to make as many sacks. Mm -hmm. And after the season was over, Carl was in Pat Boland's office, and Pat said to him, I know there was a clause in your contract, a a bonus, not a roster bonus, but a bonus based on sacks. And you took one for the team. You didn't complain about it. You moved positions knowing you wouldn't get as many sacks. And you had to get X number of sacks. And I'm going to give you that bonus anyway. Says a lot about both guys, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. A lot about Mecklenburg and a lot about Boland. And that is as true of a story as you're going to get because I heard it through two, let's just say, beyond reliable sources. (laughs) It's uh, That's the way Pat Boland was. Now, when you look at Dick Monfort as an owner, he doesn't know what he's doing. He thinks he knows what he is doing. Heck, we had Danny Evans, former Dodgers GM, on the show, and he came out and said, in 2007, Dan O'Dowd, actually Danny Evans didn't tell us this story. Dan O'Dowd, Dan O'Dowd, told, yeah. Dan O'Dowd told us this story where they were talking about trading Helton and Dan didn't even know about it till the last minute. The deal did fall through. Dick Monfort was orchestrating this potential trade. And that's not really the job of the owner. Although Dick probably felt, hey, it's my team. The point with Dick Monfort is 
is he loves his players so much, he doesn't want to get rid of any yeah, of them. Yeah, that hurts. And he feels such an affinity towards these players that they are his kids, that he doesn't want to trade away any of his kids. Listen, Brendan Rodgers should have been traded at this point, specifically last offseason when they had an opportunity to get a really good pitcher who was perfect for Coors Field from Tampa or from, from Miami. Yeah. And they didn't do, he doesn't want to trade in because he loves them so much. That's a problem. Pat Bolin wasn't that way. He was, I love my guys, but I'm not afraid to trade them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not afraid to let them hit free agency. But I like getting back, circling back to this point uh, and this tweet. I do like ownership a lot right now. I I think that Greg Penner is not just a smart guy, is somewhere beyond being a smart guy. And I think the fact is, I, I think he's a very quick learner. I think he has taken on the challenge of learning the football side of things because he understands the importance of it. He doesn't want to just wash his hands of it and say, this is what you guys do. Even though he does it, he wants some working knowledge of what he's dealing with. And he's learning this on the fly. And he's doing it well. Well, he, well I, don't, I, think. I don't know if he's doing it really well. I th- Look at what happened with the NFLPA. But that's part of the process of learning. Right. And he's two years on the job, and this is going to take time. What I'm about to say, I'm not trying to make it sound misogynistic, but having Carrie Penner there, there is a woman's motherly touch now on this franchise. Instead of sending your kids to school with brown paper sacks (laughs) for lunch, now they have nice nylon bags Mm. to put in orange slices or whatever. I'm not trying to say it's because a woman packs the lunch for the kids. There's a nice, gentle, compassionate touch there. No question. With Carrie Penner, and I only mean that as the highest of compliments. Yes, I agree. Because if you want to push back on me on this, knock yourself out. Was this done under Pat Bolin? Garbage bag day? No. Men just don't think that way. No, they don't. It, it, it's, it, it's a dip, it, there is a difference there. No question. And I think it will serve them well. Because I think, that the, I think that the Penners collectively will continue to improve. They're already smart, compassionate, caring people. And as they become more and more familiar with the workings of football and I think that I think it's just going to be a great union, but that's ownership. Um, that has nothing to do. I mean, it has something to do with the team that you put on the field, and ultimately, it's their responsibility. But um, you know, that's that's Sean Payton's job right now. And the thing that concerns me the most about Sean Payton and where we are with Sean Payton right now, very simply, is. This guy has been given the keys to the kingdom. It's going to be his plan moving forward. That plan better show some fruit. Because as I said the other day, 
if you get another two and the, and and let's say the next two years are stacked against him, is that a fair statement? Oh, very fair. Okay, so now you're talking about three years in on that plan, and if it's not starting to bear some fruit, if you can't see the possibilities, then you're probably going to cut your losses with Sean at some point and still have to deal with the baggage of a plan of his that didn't work. How much further does that kick the can down the road? I'll give you another thing that we might want to throw in there. Sean Payton isn't the easiest guy to get along with. You tend to tolerate people when they're highly successful. Mm -hmm. You see that in business. You see that in sports for sure. You see that in, in Hollywood. A guy or a gal is really, really difficult to work with on a movie set, but they're so talented, you're willing to deal with someone who says to the production staff, in my trailer, I want a bowl of M&Ms every single day, but they all have to be red. You'll deal with that stuff, even though they are complete pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. Sean Payton did not get off to a good start with that USA Today article. No, it, it no. You're and right. people in that building still are not big fans of Sean Payton. And I think that Greg Penner knew that Sean Payton was not the easiest to deal with. But what he said was, the ends hopefully will justify the means. Right. And if he doesn't see improvement on the field, and now this is Sean's team, if this team looks like a hot mess after three years, throw in the way he has treated people in the past, the Penners have the money to buy it out, and they might just say, you know what? The ends did not justify the yeah, means because well, we're not seeing the results, and it's time to cut ties. No, very reasonable possibility. And honestly, that process gets sped up because he is not easy to deal with. It gets sped up. Well, yeah. I mean, because you're willing to look the other way when you're winning football games. That's right. I, I, the chances for them to win football games are challenging here in the next two years, simply because of the situation that they're in with the cap. Now, that's not to say that they can't do it. I, Sean Payton, I think, is making sounds that he's more than willing to take on the, the challenge of it. And and is ready and and there is no question that he is a roll up your sleeves kind of guy. I would agree, but here's the thing: the Penners are going to be here a lot longer, yes, than Sean Payton. So they're taking a big risk by eating all the salary cap, mm -hmm. okay? And they knew going in that Sean wasn't crazy about Russell to begin with. It was a hot mess when they walked in the door because of, well, not when they walked in the door. Nathaniel Hackett was in his first year. Yeah. Okay. But they were coming off a season that wasn't very good. Right. Then it just kept getting progressively worse. There was an uptick this year because they won eight games. But we're assuming they're going to wind up taking a step back this upcoming year. I, I would, yes. And then what if they take a step back the following well, year? Well, that's my point. And the Penners are going to have to look at the house being trashed while Peyton is collecting one or two years of a nice salary that the Penners are going to pay. What um, Coming up after the break, we're talking about Carrie Penner. What a nice breath of fresh air she is, giving a nice touch and the way she cares about the players. 
Here's another woman who has done something great, and that is Jenny Kavnar. She has made a historic move, and we'll talk about it next. This old talk anymore. We don't talk anymore. We don't talk anymore like we used to do. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle. At Eric Goodman. Today, there's an auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles, including SUVs, pickups, sedans, a Hummer H3, and more. Auction is open at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications. But upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is brought to you by Nola Jane Restaurant and Bar. Let Nola Jane spice up your next trip to Lodo with the best Cajun cuisine in Denver. I want to give a big shout out to uh, Jenny Kavnar, 12 years with the Rockies, and she is taking a huge step up. She is now the first female primary play-by-play voice in MLB history going to the Oakland A's. Yeah, it's really cool. This falls very squarely into the category of good health, great things happening to great people. I don't say that loosely. Um, Jenny is someone who I not only like tremendously, she's about as gracious and easygoing a person as I've met in a long, long time, but she's a remarkably talented, hardworking person. And, you know, every now and then, it's just good to see people bust their ass and be rewarded for it. And this, for me, is the story of Jenny Kavnar, who will continue to get even better and better in her craft. It's just a, it's a, it's a great feel-good story, and I'm really happy for her because uh, I think she deserves it. Well, she is the second uh, person who held the role, for lack of a better phrase, of you know pre- and post-game show mm-hmm. host, right? Yeah. And I think a third, but I'm not totally positive. Somebody might want to correct me on this. Alana Rizzo, I believe, was before mm-hmm. uh, Jenny, and Alana went to the Dodgers. Now she's with MLB Network. Right. And if I am not mistaken, I don't see this on her bio, but I'm pretty sure Carissa Thompson also did the Rockies broadcast as well. I believe that is. uh, Carissa was in Denver for a while. I know that. Right. So she did the Rockies as well. So whoever they hire, you got a pretty good (laughs) rocket launching pad potentially to something outside of Denver. Yeah, no question about it. And, And good for all of them. Carissa Thompson certainly has gone on to make quite a career uh, for herself and had a little bit of controversy with uh, some remarks made earlier this year, yep. that, but she survived it, got through it and, uh, and good for her, got on the other side. So, um, and I think it's great. I, I think that uh, being inclusive, being diverse is a good thing for the industry. And, uh, and I, and I'm really happy that Jenny has uh, etched out a spot for her uh, from which to continue to grow 
uh, in her career. I think it's absolutely incredible. So proud of her. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? Deion Sanders plans to turn Colorado's spring game into a massive weekend Ugh. event, and the CSU Rams were outscored by 30 in their road loss to San Diego State last night in the second half. We'll talk about it more next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman today. There's an auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles, including SUVs, pickups, sedans, Hummer H3, and over 60 transit buses waiting to be transformed into a roomy HV or RV, I should say. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about an upcoming auction, and there are many of them at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Okay, just in case you missed it, Deion Sanders has some wild plans for Colorado Spring Game, turning it into a massive weekend event featuring after parties, halftime performances, and even fashion shows. Sanders told Little Wayne he is turning it into a prime weekend. Uh, what do you think about Coach Prime turning Colorado Spring Game into this massive weekend event? Uh, everybody has different ways of doing things. It falls right into the Deion Sanders playbook. Um it's probably not for me, but who cares? It is for Dion. A lot of sizzle. Just show me some steak, man. I mean, you got you got everything planned for all kinds of parties and stuff for a four-win team. Honestly, this would be better if they were playing really well. Then I guess it makes more sense. And I'm not saying that Dion Sanders is taking away from recruiting. I'm not saying he's taking away from getting guys in the transfer portal or hiring coaches by helping organize a, a huge party weekend, but it feels a little bit hollow having all of these celebrations for a team that won four games. It feels like it's a heck of a lot more sizzle than steak right now, not suggesting they won't win eight or nine games next year. And and fashion show. I, I'm curious about the fashion well, show. Well, it's because party. Shadur has experience I, walking. I, I, I mean, okay. Doesn't need blocking from his offensive line, but man, he can walk... He can walk down a runway. That's the catwalk for you. Yep. All right. 
All right, just in case you missed it, uh, in a Mountain West battle last night, Colorado State blew a 14-point halftime lead and was outscored by San Diego State 41-11 in the second half. Not a mis misprint there. Uh, one of the uglier halves of basketball you will ever see. The, the Rams were also re out-rebounded 43-22. Uh, any thoughts on the collapse last night from the CSU Rams? Yeah, it, it, it irritates me because... You're up 14 at the half on the road in a game that you really need to win. San Diego State needed to win, too. Don't get me wrong. The other team is trying. But what is defense and rebounding? Effort, right? Did they defend in the second half? No. Gave up 41 points. Did they rebound? No. They were out-rebounded by 20-some rebounds. So their effort stats were not there last night, despite the fact that they scored 44 in the first half. You got to be a little, you got to be more consistent than that. But this league is tough as hell, and they more than likely are going to get six teams into the NCAA. Six. No fewer than five, but they could get six teams in the NCAA. More than the Pac-12 and the ACC. Think about that. That's all I got for you. They said they had four quad one wins, so they're likely a six seed or a seven seed as that's of right now. As of right now, that's where the bracket matrix has them. Yep. yep. All right, just in case you missed it, uh, Christian Brown, he's struggling a little bit on the offensive end lately. His confidence looks a little bit shaken. He seems kind of apprehensive to shoot the basketball. Do you think this is just a sophomore slump, or can he return to the player that he was last year? Yes, I think he can. Yes, I think he can. I think it is a confidence level. I, I know that he and Michael Malone have had uh, closed-door sessions. Michael Malone's just trying to get him back to a more confident place and not look like he's trying to connect the dots but play a more fluid type of basketball, especially as it pertains to his shot. But uh, Christian Brown is a very important piece of this function moving forward. All right, just in case you missed it, Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu will go head-to-head -head in the first NBA versus WNBA three-point challenge uh, during this All-Star weekend. Curry will shoot from the NBA three-point line with NBA basketballs, of course, and Ionescu will shoot from the WNBA three-point line with WNBA basketballs. Both will receive money for their charities. Uh, Curry said, I think this is like the coolest thing ever. Obviously, I'm coming to win, and I think Sabrina is too. Uh, Clay Thompson said he th he thinks he's going with Sabrina Ionescu in this one. <laughs> Who do you think will have the upper hand in this three-point shooting competition? I think well, Sabrina Ionescu said that she would shoot from the three from the NBA three-point line, which I thought was really cool too. You know what I like here? That both of them have the perfect attitude yeah. to enter into this. It's with. not like Riggs and Billie uh, Jean King, right? It, 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 there's, where there's venom, right, from one side. Yeah, they're all the both of them are in like you know, hey, it's all cool, let's go do this, and you know, may the better shooter win. I mean, you know, I, I have no preconceived notions about this at all, other than it's one thing that I'll pay attention to during the All Star break. Yeah, that's it. I mean, the only thing for Steph Curry, honestly, because you know the way guys are. If he doesn't win, he will never hear the end of it, despite his greatness. He will never hear the end of it because the guys jokingly or not jokingly, but mainly jokingly, yeah. Yeah. will poke at him. Oh, you lost to a woman. And you know what? There's no shame 
and losing to a great three-point no. shooter. Right. Yeah. Three-point shooters are three-point shooters. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Well, the rules are a little bit different. They are, but but that's okay. I mean, that's they should use a smaller basketball. Their hands are smaller. I mean, you know, that's a, for instance, I've got no problem with that. You know what they say about guys with um, small hands, don't you? I don't even know, nor and nor do I care. Yeah, to you do. It. You care. You care. Actually, you want me to tell you? Small gloves. Exactly. Yes, they wear small gloves. Oh, why? What did you think I meant? I don't know. Yeah, I think your mind's in the gutter. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, they always have great specials on wine, specifically this week, and uh, that special ends tomorrow. And I'm referring to domestic wines. All domestic wines are 15% off. Check mm-hmm. them out off of Colfax. Order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. You can also order off their app as well. That's going to do it for us. Terrific job today as always, Brett and Alex. Bruce, you were terrific. I'll try and do better tomorrow. Make the best possible day you can. Never change things.